Hello, everyone. Welcome to take two of episode 124 of Too Busy to Flush, the best podcast in the world. I'm JR. <laughs> and I'm Molly. And the reason it's episode 124 is because we started you mean recording. Take two. Take two. Uh, yeah, well, the reason it's episode 124 is because this is the 124th episode. The reason it's take two is because on Thursday, when Friday. Molly, was it Friday? Yeah. On Friday, when Molly and I sat down to record the show, we were. Right at about 53 minutes of record time. That's not, record time is not actual time for editing reasons. And we don't edit hardly anything except intros and outros and the occasional cough. Um, I got a funny warning on my computer and it said, your storage is full. I was like, what? Come to find out I haven't managed storage on my Mac Mini since I bought it. Which Which has been a while. Yeah, I've been a few years now. So, anyway, I was able to rescue the record, uh, but... Today, uh, Sunday, uh, we just Molly would just said, let's just record the thing from scratch so she can talk about something a little bit differently. Now, before she gets started and wound up, because that's what Molly does, um, this is a sacrifice for us, you guys. It was very hard to get off the couch on a Sunday. And I'm not a strict Sabbatarian, but I do like to do pretty much nothing on Sundays or as little as possible. So anyway... We're doing this because we Here we are with you guys. Because JR goes back to working at Red Lodge for three days next week. And then I'm going to Idaho for a Canavox thing for two days. We're home for a day. And then we get to go on a couple's getaway to Chico. And we probably will not have time to record an episode next week. Ooh, hadn't even thought about that. But. We should, I should take my whole kit and we can record it. On our couple's getaway. No. <laughs> no, I actually... Okay, so... Okay, all right. Let's so for those of you who are joining us for the first time, this is usually JR spiel, and I'm going to do it this time. All right, cool. We are oh, a married couple. We have four kids who are ages 12, 10, 8, and 4. One boy and three girls. We homeschool. We live in Montana. We spend a lot of time outside, and... Our podcast is unscripted, unplanned conversations, usually the most in-depth conversation that we have during the week because we have busy lives. And this is why I wanted to take this over. JR's been working on coming up with new taglines or intros or descriptions. And last night while he was out working a different job, I thought I was reading some of the chatter on our on our Telegram that we have for listeners who want to engage with other listeners and I thought you know I think what makes us unique is that we we talk about all the things we're not a super focused podcast we talk about our family we talk about faith we talk about cultural issues we talk about things that make us excited things that we liked eating things that stress us out things that made us laugh but we we do it all trying to be biblical trying to be hope-filled trying to be joy-filled, and I would actually argue that being biblical is being hope-filled and joy-filled, and, but those don't necessarily go without saying, and in the American church culture these days. And also, uh, we, we are a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Scatterbrained. Uh, un- yeah, that too. Unpredictable. <clears throat> in terms of a Christian podcast, because we tend to be a bit irreverent about oh, yeah. things. I'll swear every now and then just for fun. Yeah. We just, I, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Not really. 
But oh, another another word I would try to use is encouraging, and that's actually one of the reasons. Positive, encouraging. Too busy to flash. Jr. and Molly. Sorry. Uh, no, I wouldn't say taken. I wouldn't necessarily positive for us. We're we're hope filled, but not positive. <laughs> um, I part of the reason that I wanted to re-record, besides the fact that I could not have completed that in the same mode of thought that I was on Friday, whatever we ended talking on, when you realized your computer wasn't working right, which. I honestly don't even remember what it was, but I also feel like I I was not encouraging and that there would have been a swath of people listening who would have felt targeted or judged in a way that would have made me feel badly were they to have told me about it, which they wouldn't have. So I don't want to be a stumbling block or an offense to people unnecessarily. Right. And that's always my challenge because sometimes I like to say things for the shock value and well, that's just then my you character. Are, then and I you do want to apologize. I, I did come down with like this weird, uh, every day something new changes with my cold. Um, so if I'm sounding a bit uh, worse than normal. <laughs> it's because at least he's not coughing. Like yeah, crazy. like I had, there was a bunch of edits I would have had to make and, and take one of uh, the... Uh, episode 124 what did we start the show off with i should pull up the notes i i think we started off talking about a cake that i had made and the new frosting recipe that i had so we did yeah you uh, yeah rehash your chocolate cake or your the chocolate cake recipe that you found that you really really love and this is not the zucchini chocolate cake the fact that you can get chocolate gloriously lovely chocolate flavor out of zucchinis will always boggle well, my Well, you mind. don't get the chocolate flavor out of the zucchinis. You add the chocolate flavor in. Okay, well, the texture plus the chocolate flavor the is the most amazing The zucchini does melt ever. into a wonderful um, chocolate flavor. Yes, chocolate recipe and seven-minute frosting. So the chocolate cake recipe, you guys, is one from Mel's Kitchen Cafe that I just discovered. And the reason I'm really liking it... Is that it's made with oil, and I use avocado oil because I'm one of those people who tries to avoid seed oils as much as possible. So I use avocado oil as a neutral flavored oil. And oil versus butter for a cake makes the crumb stay soft. And if you're not a person who hates the word moist, which I'm not, I think it's silly to hate the word moist. I don't even understand it. Uh, it, it stays softer and moister for longer than one with butter does in my experience. And so it's made with oil and that makes it stay, be softer, but also it doesn't require any special equipment. And so I didn't have to get out my beaters or my stand mixer. We just mixed it together, the oils and the sugars and the other liquidy, the eggs and the other liquidy things and then you mix the dry stuff in and just mix it sufficiently. And that's your cake where, as many of you know, I'm sure with a with a butter-based cake, you have to beat it and beat it and beat it to incorporate all of this air into the butter and sugar mixture and then more air into the egg mixture. Uh, and you don't have to do all of that. And so it's less dishes and less time and less mess and less cleanup and... 
a great tasting cake. So I'm going to have JR share that recipe. It makes a two layer round nine inch cake. And then. Which, you guys, why are we always making cakes that then we never can finish eating? Yeah. It's like, hey, let's make a cake tonight for dinner. And there's like three of you, and you eat like a little teeny we, sliver Okay, of first it. of all, there's never three of us. I was speaking in... in, and in uh, second of all, yeah, these nine-inch two-layer cakes, we never finish them. I'm about to go upstairs and throw the remainder of this one away. And this was a cake the first time... No, this one, this cake, when we made it, was... A birthday, a combined birthday dinner for a bunch of people on your family. So it was you, you weren't there. It was the five of us, plus your parents, plus your sister and her husband and their four kids. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. I also, so Lily wanted to make this cake and she wanted to do chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. And Elise doesn't like chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And so we ended up, I was like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal to mix up a batch of chocolate cupcakes for which I used a small batch. So I made 12 chocolate cupcakes and then I had never done this before, but I kept seeing it on Pinterest and decided to do a seven minute frosting, which a lot of you people who are more cultured in food than I am know what it is, but it's basically a meringue frosting. The recipe that I chose to follow, you actually run the beaters in the metal saucepan with the sugar and the egg whites and the cream of tartar while it's slowly cooking. So it takes about seven minutes of running the beaters with this egg white, sugar, cream of tartar mixture. And then it basically turns into marshmallow fluff and you can pipe it onto your cupcakes in this case. And it they were delicious and they came out really lovely, the shiny, puffy, uh, frosting so much so that Lily was like, Oh, I'd like to fill the inside of my chocolate cake with that. So I let her do that with another batch of the seven minute frosting. And then I had a little bit of the frosting left over and some peanut butter cookies in the freezer. So I put the pe- the seven minute frosting just as on top of peanut butter cookies. And we brought those as a skiing snack. And that was great too. That was amazing. I was not prepared for how f- stinking delicious it was kind of like a nutter butter, like the oh, marshmallow yeah. peanut combination. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Well, speaking of, since we're on that, on that note of food, um, I was having dinner. Well, I wasn't having dinner. Um, I was staying the night last week with a really wonderful uh, family that uh, her husband, you know, the dad works um, in lift maintenance at Ski Patrol. Ski and, area. Uh, yeah, ski area. Sorry, not lift. Maybe I should take a nap on Sunday instead of do a podcast. Um, he's lift maintenance at Red Lodge Mountain. And uh, really nice guy. Um, super fun uh, family. Anyway, she was telling me, he went to bed, and we I stayed up talking with, uh, with his wife for a couple hours. And um, she was telling me, one of the things she told me was a little trick their family does that we, we got to do with. So Titus... As those of you who've been listening to us for a while know, um, Molly's been encouraging the kids to have one kind of fallback recipe that they can take with them when they leave the house and impress all their friends with and kind of do the thing. Kind of like having a fallback um, karaoke song. And so if you're ever put in a position where you have to go karaoke, you can go slay one thing and then sit down. Um, Anyway, Titus has this chocolate chip cookie recipe that he makes in a big, it's a big pie 
Uh, it's, it's a 12 inch. 12 inch. So one super, stick of butter. Great, right? And we can share that with you too. But what this gal was telling me that they do is they they make that cookie, they make the cookie dough and then they roll it. And then they put it in the freezer or whatever. And when they want cookies, they pull it out and slice off a few little rounds. Just like, because, you know, guys, we go over to the in-laws house a ton. Um, Molly's parents. And they always have those little bags of Nestle Toll House, you know, pre-ready, pre-made, pre-made ready to go, just throw in the oven cookies. So we could do something like that, but well on the cheap and that just tastes a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. We should totally do that. We could do that. Let's do that today. Uh, no. Titus have made cookies. We have people coming over for dinner in an oh, hour. Perfect. They can try it. Oh, we got to go get your grocery. You your Walmart sh- order. You sure do need like to the go get The moment we're done with the show. You sure um, do. <laughs> sorry. Um, we'll make, we can make this fast because anyway. I can't remember. I feel like I well, had no, two. Yeah, you, you, we were, your rant was on vaping. Mm-hmm. And, um... Jared's looking at the notes that he took from the first time we recorded. And there's a lot. We, boy, like there a typical show. There is a lot. Show. So I, and I still want to throw that out there to people. So there's this gal that I follow on Instagram. Her handle is Echo Unafraid. Her name is actually Echo. And she does a lot of conversations about things that parents should be engaging their kids over and that they find uncomfortable, but that are super important so talk to your kids about sex talk to your kids about x y or z and in this particular instance she had taken i can't remember the exact context but it was something to the extent of she had taken her 13 or 14 year old daughter to a basketball game she lives in northern idaho and could not believe the number of kids that she saw vaping just out in public in the at this game and she asked her daughter about it and her daughter was like oh yeah everybody vapes so she did this deep dive, first of all, into the health issues related to vaping, which, a lot of which are not really well known yet because it's such a new phenomenon. And It's just vapor. How, how bad can it be? Right. Is the thing. But there's, it's, it, if I recall correctly, it's completely unregulated, the chemicals that go into the... What did you look up and decide that the liquid is called? E-juice. Yeah. So the E-juice. Or a juice or a vape juice, E-something. So the juice things, they're not regulated. I think it's the same thing that goes in an E-cigarette. What's in them, though. And so it's all sorts of chemicals. And then they flavor them in in a way that Uh, might... Bubblegum, cherry... uh, Caribbean blue limeade. I mean, yeah, so just... things that would attract a second grader. And there are, in fact, second graders who vape because it's also hard to tell if they have nicotine in them or not. Right. For the record, when you order, and I, I we looked this up on the last show, when you order vaping products, there's no, uh, there's one disappearing, vaping.com has a disappearing banner that shows up when you first land on the site that says vaping has a potential to cause health issues. And then the moment you start scrolling, it disappears. But you can add, you can select the amount of, in milligrams, the amount of nicotine you want in your juice. But apparently a large number of kids are vaping heavy nicotine products and don't realize that they're actually consuming an addictive Right, I mean, if if your kids are out, and that's what I was thinking about too, if your kids are out like just hanging out with their friends, 
And they get handed like, oh, something. Oh, hey, try this one. Okay, cool. You yeah. Have, they have no, kid has no idea. Right. Or they, maybe the other kid stole it from his mom's purse. I don't know. That's true. And so, so there's a, there's all of these unknowns. And also there are some knowns. Like apparently vaping is terrible for your gums and your teeth. It can burn your lungs because you're inhaling. It's not just hot steam, which you shouldn't do anyway, but you're inhaling you get chemical burns and actual burns in your lungs. I can't remember all of the other health problems. If you're into vaping, please second guess it. Please just consider not doing it. Her point, though, was was that we need to be engaging with our kids about something that seems to be harmless to them and is highly addictive and is socially contagious beyond anything I would have ever imagined. Now, let me... So, I, But I don't, like... I agree with you that we should stay away from... Okay, well, let me back up. Let's talk about the theological component again. Because there's nothing morally prohibitive about vaping. I mean, the Bible does talk about not being mastered by anything, which could be uh, could be addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I agree with you in terms of, like, we should be talking about kids, about all the things. But I'm not... It, for me, it's not... Just throwing that out there. For me, it's not a moral, uh, theological, you're going to lose your salvation issue. Well, you're not going to lose your salvation over it, but it's not... Like, you're not sinning. That's I, what I'm I actually say. disagree with that. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not convinced. I mean, okay, for one thing, if it's if it's an, a product that contains nicotine and you're under the age of 18, you're breaking the law. Okay. Okay. Uh, I realize that we break the law in all sorts of ways. I drive 47 miles an hour in a 45. That doesn't mean that it's not breaking the law, right? Um, And for a minor, as their body is developing, I would argue that the law is better and less arbitrary than driving 45 on a country road. It's for the good of kids whose brains are not able to process and make an informed choice about something that is... uh, unambiguously harming their bodies and then i would go on and say you know yes all things are permissible but are all things advisable to do things that are harming to your body is it permissible to do something that harms your body if you want to go into the said you know i haven't looked closely at the ten commandments the Westminster larger confession lately, but I would argue that probably you shall not murder also includes suicide. The, you know, the people who wrote the Westminster confession probably include that because it's damaging a a human body that was made by God in the image of God. And therefore do not murder. I know it includes things like Dan Doriani has a book that I can't remember the title of right now. It's cream with purple writing on it <laughs> and some dots. <laughs> uh, but he explains that how how do we extrapolate? How did, for example, the people who wrote the Westminster Larger Confession get that you need to do things to protect life out of you shall not murder? And so he talks about in the Old Testament, I don't even remember where, there's a law about having parapets 
railings on your on the roof of an Old Testament house. And he's like, what on earth does that have to do? Well, he argues that that falls under you shall not murder because it's by and the modern equivalent of that is having handrails on stairs. It's doing something to preserve the life and well-being of a fellow image bearer. And you as an image bearer are morally obligated to do things that help and don't harm your body. Now, if we have someone over to dinner and they way overeat or way overindulge on wine, am I going to sit down and lecture them? No. But do I think that it's advisable or wise to treat your body in that way? No. Now, but does that make does that make it? I mean, there's a slippery slope there. Like, no, but the, I think gay, there's. But does there's that a, make it a, a blatant outright? Historically, the Catholic Church considered gluttony a sin, and I wouldn't disagree. I don't think that, you know, the seven deadly sins were actually grounded in the Bible to, to a certain extent. So does it make it a sin to not take good care of the body that God has given you. Do you think there's room for abuse versus responsible usage then in that? Or I see that's the thing is I don't know. I would argue the difference between vaping and say alcohol for me is like eh. I don't know. I mean I would I would argue that there's no responsible use for cigarette smoking. I don't have anything for that. I don't smoke cigarettes. I know. I'm. I would argue for a child under the age of eighteen. See, that's a di- are you going to make now, an argument for right. responsible use? Now that I now the child under eight, there's an argument there to obey your civic leaders. But as far as like being no, a responsible, not I'm not saying to obey your civic leaders. I'm saying that the law. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is, to me, that's a civic. You know, your civic leader said this is the law. We need to abide no, by I'm also saying, in addition to that, I'm saying that that I would argue, even if there wasn't a law against nicotine use in someone who is bra- whose brain has not developed to the to the point where they could make a wise decision about use of an addictive, potentially harmful substance, I would argue that it, it would be morally wrong for them to do it not just and i'm not going to disagree with you because they're underage i'm thinking i'm not i'm not saying that there's an age i'm talking about develop brain development right right and i'm just i'm saying that there's like i feel like a responsible and i i also recognize that i believe this area is very gray like all of the other uh area like uh, recreational drug use alcohol use tobacco use like i would also argue those are those in in the realm of, I mean, we've talked about we have friends we've talked who talked about a lot of things. We've no, I mean, I don't think we've talked about this actually on the show before. Oh. Where we have friends who do sports that we consider to be too dangerous for a father of young children to be taking oh, the risks right. to do, and everybody has to make that choice for themselves. But we also have friends who, once they became parents stopped doing i can think of one particular friend who used to ice climb when he was single yeah and once he had kids he was like i can't do this it's too risky to do this when i have young children that i would be leaving behind if i had some sort of accident and so he quit we also i'm sure have people out there who do risky sports and think that they do them safely i also recognize that we live in a fallen world and somebody can take 
all of the precautions in the world and a freak accident can happen or you know you could be driving home from skydiving and a semi could barrel you over oh, right. you know yeah. like like when when you die is in god's hands but also you need to make wise decisions with regard to that and so i would you know in terms of gray area there's a lot of things that we do that you would couldn't look at and say that's morally wrong but you could look at and say i don't think you're making a wise choice for your position in life and what you what all is going on in your life i don't think that's a wise choice for you but also that's you and me and not me <laughs> and so right. uh, i would i would raise more of a stink with you in particular doing a you know ice climbing <laughs> I have no interest in ice climbing. So well, no, but skydiving would be fun. I, I mean, I but can I'm bring not this closer to that. home. I can't remember who wanted you to go skinning a couple of years ago in a part of like there was a big snowfall and they wanted you to skin oh, up in an yeah, avalanche yeah, yeah. region. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you're a single guy. <laughs> you go skin. You skinning, yeah. you guys is you put a something on the bottom of your skis that makes it sticky. And so you can slide, you can basically... Ski. You basically hike. You basically hike on your skis up a hill and then ski down it. Also called I'm, ski touring. I'm a huge fan of ski lifts, so that has no appeal to me whatsoever. But there are people who find it very entertaining and, and enjoyable. And the idea is, in this particular context, you go find some really pristine powder to ski and just get some really great lines in. Yeah, and, and I actually said, you know, JR's not set up for testing for avalanches. At that point in time, you didn't have training in avalanches. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you can go do that by yourself because you're a single guy without a family. Uh, JR's going to stick to the stuff and there that's are things, you know, there are things avalanches in, yeah. and bounce. And there are things in my life that, at least at this point in time, while I have young kids at home, I'm not going to do. When they get out of the house, maybe I'll explore it again, but not, not until then. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um, but right. that So that's off the... Totally off the rails. Yeah, but I'm we just really week. excited to hear the telegram feedback from this. Yeah. No. No, but I do. So so what I... I have an idea for you to do for a show next week that has nothing to do with me since I'll be gone. Okay. And so I want to get... Take the couple leaps in order to get there. The thing that, that distressed me about the vaping conversation, though, besides realizing how many young children... They're doing something that they have no idea that is damaging to them is the amount of feedback that she got from educators and from medical professionals who were like, yeah, it's really bad. It's a really, you know, in terms of it's bad for your health. It's a horrible epidemic amongst young kids, the youth in America. We're talking second grade. Second graders are keeping these little vape pens that look like a USB drive or something. They're tiny. You can store them in your pocket, sneak them everywhere. They're doing it in the bathrooms at school. And then the educators call the parents, and the parents don't care. And I had a conversation with a friend who was reading the same Instagram stories and was similarly horrified about the fact that these parents are not doing things about it or... Um, and the same goes for parents who are not monitoring their kids' time on social media or access to social media. And there's so many dangers for kids if they're, we talk about this more, you know, if they're, if they have access to social media, the mental health issues for young girls, the bullying that happens of both boys and girls, the sextortion, the potential for human trafficking, 
that all happens with this, uh, the exposure to pornography and then the um, degradation of an individual's view of sex. It, all of this goes back to a parent's willingness to say no to their kids. And if the parent is willing to say yes, the parent then needs to be extremely actively involved in what the kids are doing. And there just aren't parents doing that by and large in American culture. And I got to thinking, I think it's because American culture is so stress-filled right now. Um, The number of American adults who are taking pharmaceuticals for mental health issues is off the charts. And there's probably more American adults who struggle to get out of bed or to do their basic tasks every day who aren't on pharmaceuticals. Uh, There's the ones who are self-medicating with prescription drugs or with alcohol or things that, you know, again, aren't going to go on the pharmaceutical chart. But the the burdens that people are carrying because of economic stresses, because of relationship stresses, because of global, you know, whatever, whatever source of news you choose to take in, whether it's far right, far left, whether you're trying to moderate things in the middle, pretty much you're getting wars and rumors of wars. <laughs> no matter what, what angle you're getting it from and whom you're choosing to believe, It's feeding your body fear and stress. And that's accumulated by the fact that raising kids is hard. They're stressful. And, you know, then you've got health issues that are feeding mental health issues or that are just making you exhausted. And I'm just going through this brain litany coming to a head with, boy, it's really hard to function as an adult in America today just in terms of getting yourself out of bed if you have kids doing the bare minimum of tidying up after them which by the way I, t- I think I told you this some of you guys have probably haven't seen this headline and will appreciate it Marie Kondo I don't know if I'm saying her name right the the magic of tidying up lady she now has kids and there's a headline circulating right now that says she's basically given up on tidying up <laughs> and all these moms are having a heyday with that like one gal that I follow was like I expect that her house is now full of boxes of rocks and pine cones, which feels real true to form around here. But, you know, the very basic stress of every time I turn around, my dining table is full of crafts and children's socks and things like that. And it's exhausting and overwhelming. And then on top of this, there's this constant barrage of things to my children's safety and my children's mental health. And I just don't think that the average American can do it all. Well, and then on top of that, you fill your lives full of activities. All yes. the kids are doing seven different sports and you're holding down a full-time job. Your partner is holding down a full-time job. and you Your just... weekends are full of traveling for sports. You never have downtime. Yeah. You've got the... Yeah, all these things. And so... Um, I I just think um, I don't have a solution for it except our values and where we're at as a society are so whack 
that parents who take the time to engage with their kids on anything, on any of these subjects, are to be commended. And I don't know, I just grieve at how much kids in America today need to be protected. I didn't even think to mention all the gender and sexuality stuff that's coming at our kids. And, you know, you... If you had the time, you're supposed to be screening everything your kids watch, everything your kids read. I We care, and I don't have that kind of time. You know, it's so funny. Like You, you can do it until your kids start blowing through multiple chapter books a week. Yeah. And they get... I mean, what's that series that Titus likes so much that's a Netflix series now? Last Kids on Earth. Or yeah. And or like the... Uh, it's, it's so funny, like my night... Well, on that note... You know, we have a, we have a, you know, the kids who spend their entire time on TikTok, you know, when they have a device in their hands. Like, what are they consuming? I, it's so funny, like, after COVID, I thought, and I've, I had so many people, like, even friends of mine come up to me and go, oh, it's been, COVID's been great, because we actually have, like, had a chance to sit down and do dinner, and had a chance to spend, spend time, time as a family. family. We're not stressed out, because we're, we're not running yeah, everywhere all the, the kids, time. And it was, they're like, it's super relaxing. And so I, in my naivety, I actually thought American culture would change a little bit and people would take what they've learned and what they've enjoyed during COVID season. And when the world, quote, reopened, they would maintain that and not do less. But the opposite happened. They went and started doing more. Because they don't want to take all the freedom to do all that oh, stuff for they, granted. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we just in case we never get to do it again. It's like, wow, this is, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's, I, I'm realizing it. how... Well, we're really weird, too, you guys. We are weird. We're super weird. Uh, I mean, we're constantly busier than I would like to be. Every couple of weeks, I will find an excuse to skip judo with the kids. You know, someone's got a cough or X, Y, or Z. And uh, especially Titus, he's the one who really feels it. He'll be like, man, it was really nice to just have an evening, a down evening at home. And I'm like, yeah, I 100% agree with that. It just puts me in a better mental space to be present with the kids and to not go to bed stressed because I didn't get the kitchen as cleaned up as I want. So I'm starting the next day behind on things. But um, our Telegram page, this is a very slight segue. Our Telegram page Somebody mentioned that recently one of her friend's husbands committed suicide. And there was there were several people who chimed in that they had had similar circumstances in the last couple of years. And I think that speaks to the the overwhelmingness of life and of our brokenness and how we as a society don't do a good job of looking, of keeping our eyes open for people who are hurting and then of coming alongside and trying to help them. And there's particularly a number of different demographics who tend to fall through the cracks. I can't remember if this particular guy that was mentioned on our telegram was a veteran, but you know, the suicide amongst veterans is a huge. Was this epidemic. in the last 28 telegram posts? Because I, while I was working and skiing, 28. I don't know if it was the last. Because I'm not recognizing it, so I think it might no, be. There, but it's it's a little bit up there. Um, I've been able to catch up. It was. In the last two days. 
You guys, if, if you're wondering what we're talking about with Telegram, we have a private Too Busy to Flush Telegram group that consists of other listeners and uh, engagers with the show. And there's a lot of there's just a lot of engagement in the content, but also um, outside engagement. People will bring a topic to the to the hive mind there, and there's some really good discussions. And it kind of goes in fits and spurts. Like you'll go six days and nobody will say anything, and then, like I was just mentioning, in like a single day, there's like 28 posts, and I'm like, "Ooh, I gotta go catch up on those." Yeah. So, but it's not it, constant. Like some of those channels, it ebbs and flows. Uh, it this was Friday evening. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. But um, I mean, it was what I appreciated was we going back to K Love, positive and encouraging. Uh, we are Christians who believe very strongly in the fallenness of the world that we live in, and that we weren't designed by God to live in that fallenness originally. I mean, obviously, we have the capacity to because that's what we're doing, but but we we can freely grieve things being not as they should be because of our own sin, because of other people's sin, or just because of the fact that we live in a fallen world. And so there was a, a reasonable amount of just grieving alongside the original poster uh, on you know, that. It. <laughs> this is a total. Total rabbit trail aside, but speaking of Caleb, <laughs> it's kind of like Caleb is kind of like, um, you know, steamed broccoli. Yeah, it's good for you. It's good for your body, but it's like not interesting at all. It's so much better to roast <laughs> broccoli like, with some lemon. It's like kind lemon of boring, pepper. and then have a steak with that. It has some like it's just like it just kind of cracked me out. Like positive, encouraging, yeah, and really kind of dull. Yeah, it's good for you. You're not going to get anything offensive. Actually, I think Caleb but... is more like frosting without cake. It's oh. like too sweet. You you know, you can take a lick of frosting off mm-hmm. of a spoon, but you don't want to eat an entire cupcake of nothing but frosting. I don't know. Maybe you do. Kids huh. kids sometimes do that. Yeah, that's a good that's an interesting analogy too. Yeah. I actually like steamed broccoli. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of the most like that it's good for just you. Just something bland and kind of boring. Like, don't put cheese, don't put salt. It's all kind of the same, but it's healthy. Yeah. You can't. You you don't. You're not going to risk anything. Broccoli is actually well, better for you with butter. The French are onto something when they pair their vegetables with fats. So, like creamed spinach, sort of thing. You have fat actually helps your body absorb the nutrients that are in many cooked vegetables so you got there you go guys yep uh there you go anyway that's a a fun little bonus we'll give that one to you guys for free (laughs) uh no going back to the heavier subject i really appreciated the um some of the encouragement in terms of biblical truth as well as beautiful songs and Bible verses. I mean, somebody quoted a Bible verse, and then somebody else was like, "Oh my gosh, that Bible verse is on my mirror. I'm memorizing that right now." Just the confluence of uh, encouraging points, and uh, I, I was wondering. Also, our our worship is it a set list in church when you're singing? Whatever the the list of songs that you well sing. it would be it would be a song list it would be a song, song list, list at church because it's not a set a okay. set is 
I've never heard a church worship. Well, maybe some worship bands do. I'm sure like the big fancy churches do. But okay. I've always just called it like, this is our list of songs for today. Yeah. So the the songs that we sing in church today, I felt like were, were really pointed toward, deliberately or not, were really pointed toward a heavy soul, a soul that was feeling burdened and just needed to be reminded by rich biblical truths and song that God is with you, that God cares for you, that he's redeemed you from the sins and the sorrows of this earth and that we have a glorious future to look forward to. And I, I was just thinking, I mean, that's, that's what we, that's the only thing meaningful that we have to hold out to overwhelmed parents or just, you know, people who are deep in despair or people who are muddling along, not super deep in despair, but just in a permanent state of, uh, whateverness of hurt or grief or, Things And I I just wondered if people, I'm throwing this out here, this may turn into a big nothing burger, but if if people wanted to call in to you, to your voicemail, or send us an email or something of just song lyrics or Bible verses that have really been speaking to them right now, and why? Like a sentence or two of, so here's the... That's cool. Yeah, that that may be more more of something than the last thing. I mean, I got a few yeah. texts and voicemails, but... No, I just... Um, it fizzled. For example, one comment that I was thinking was, you know, when... Um, we can't... I get really overwhelmed when I think about all the parents in the in America whose kids are getting assaulted by all the things that are assaulting kids... And the despair and the hurt that individuals have. Um, and, you know, like everybody is walking around with some sort of wound or burden. Um, and as I get older, the more, I'm, I'm more in tune with this and I realize this more. And I can't in walk around in church and minister to everybody's souls, <laughs> you know, um, by God's grace, the preacher in the pulpit ideally can because he's faithfully speaking the word and he's inviting us to respond in faith to however the Lord is speaking to our hearts through his faithful preaching of the word on that day. But that's not me. But I can prayerfully consider, is there somebody that God might open my eyes to? Is there one person? It's sort of like the the little boy on the beach, the classic old story where he's throwing starfish back into the water and the old man's like you can't save them all and he's like no but i can save this one you Mm -hmm. know is there one person for whom you can offer hospitality or offer a word of encouragement or have the ask the lord to bring to your mind and you know you can't you can't fix all of the things in the world but you know what you can trust the lord that you reaching out to one person in faith this week with an encouraging word or just a note of, hey, I'm thinking about you. How can I pray for you? Sort of thing that the Lord will will bless that, that your labor in the Lord that isn't trying to fix all the things, but is trying to reach out in faith to one person and that your labor in the Lord there is not in vain. And, you know, I think the one thing that goes along with that as you bring it up is like, I was just thinking about my engagements at church this morning. You know, don't, I guess that you never know when you're going to be a word of encouragement or whatever, or, um, 
you know, somebody was explaining to me something that's difficult that's happening this week. And I said, you know, I went through something similar and here's the one, you know, kind of the one thing that stuck with me. Maybe you can figure out how that applies in your situation, or maybe it's just dismissive. But, you know, it's actually engaging. The point is actually engage with people when you come into the room, actually listen to them, you know, hear them mm-hmm. and, you know, just encourage them. And be somehow. interested yeah. in them. It starts with just being right. others focused. So uh, if I will conclude with this. If you have a verse in a particular way that it has been encouraging you in a struggle, you can be as generic about your struggle or as specific as you want. You can be anonymous, ask Jared to leave you anonymous on the message or not. Or just don't give me your name. That's you. That's you. Uh, You can call the number that he will give to you. Right now, 406-318-7136. Again, that's 406-318-7136. And if we get a number of you guys responding, we will have a show next week. And if we don't, oh, we won't. Hey. Because <laughs> I'm, what I'm thinking is maybe you could just string them together. Oh, yeah. No, that would totally, I could totally do that on my own. And that you could work. sit here and listen to them mm. and add your yeah. commentary while I'm off in Idaho. I won't add any commentary. Okay. What I'll do is actually go through other shows and then pull out funny little quips from you and you can just and lay those on top. I'm, I'm not actually going to do that. It's way too much work. Also, that would, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be super weird. I feel like our kids did something. Piece you, piece you into the show like they to, did with uh, Leia and To end on a not super downer note, I can't remember what our kids did the earlier today, but there was something going on that was so stinking funny. Anyway, just call that number and leave a voicemail. I won't answer. And then, if, unless you're Rachel, then I might get a wild hair and just answer and say hi and talk to you. But I won't do that. I promise. I promise. I promise. I won't do that again. Do you know Rachel's number now? Uh, no, I okay. forgot it. All right, then you won't. Uh, so, so that's all we got. I need to go work okay. on tidying the house. And you I'm gonna need to go. go do my yeah, Walmart I'm gonna go pickup. to your yeah Walmart pickup. So, all right, guys, if you have anything else you'd like to talk to us about. Feel free to leave us, um, uh, you can leave us a voicemail, or you can uh, send us an email at tb, the number 2f, tb2f at pm.me, or you can go to our website at www.toobusytoflush.com, all grammatically correct, and um, or tb2f.com with the number, number two. Uh, you can scroll down there and leave us, send us a postcard um, on the website. And while you're there, we still have lots of people are weird and hard stickers. Uh, I thought those were going to go faster than they did, but that's fine. It's totally cool. Um, they're good for your water bottle, your cup, your laptop, whatever you want to put them on. I'm going to. If you leave a voicemail and you want a people are weird and hard oh, sticker, give me your address. Know. Yeah, I'll send you an address. Well, also, bribery is a good way to get I listener know. Here's involvement. Here's another thing I can bribe people with. Uh huh. Um, I was telling Jared on the way to church this morning, I placed my seed order for a garden this year. And he loves when my mom buys a particular type of lettuce that I I don't buy because it's I just buy romaine lettuce in bulk and it's butter lettuce. And so I was on the website for the particular it's called True Leaf is where I ordered my seeds this year. And the they were selling butter lettuce and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy butter lettuce for JR. And then they didn't have the little envelope packet that a normal person would buy. So I bought. I think half a pound of butter lettuce seeds, which is like almost a thousand seeds. So if you want a people are weird and hard water bottle sticker and a little Ziploc baggie of butter lettuce seeds, 
I will mail you a little Ziploc baggie of butter lettuce seeds for your garden this year. Whoa. I know. I'm so cool. I know how to bribe people. <laughs> Every crunchy mom, barefoot, wandering mother is going to be like, hey, I want that. And the people who ordered the first batch of People Are Weird and Hard stickers got drawings done by Faith. That's our true. Yeah, so our you never know drawings. what random weirdness that has zero financial value but a lot of emotional value you might yeah, get we might get throw mail from really, us yeah you might throw something really <laughs> weird in there alright guys thanks for joining us again you can leave us a review on iTunes uh, you can share us with your friends that's the biggest compliment but most of all just thanks for listening to us for an hour and kind of just living life with us we will see you guys next week except I won't hopefully maybe, maybe the week it's after. up to you guys if you want to show up and make a show We'll see you next week. If not, we'll see you the week after. Wow, that's brilliant. <laughs>